genre. In previous seasons of Immunities. Next, there's the beta immune, who get put to sleep but don't change. That seems like a drag, and I'm sure it is, and prolonged exposure to the altar can give the betas brain damage and other health problems. But betas are also the most reliable alteration detectors that we have. Those of you who did not raise your hands before, are you betas? And have you stayed here voluntarily? Well, thank you for your service. I know it cannot be easy. We're going to try and resettle most of the local betas in overlooked communities, but we will always need your help. How are the strains different? A leading new one has weaker alpha and beta waves, making it less likely to spread to the unaltered and causing betas to fall asleep less quickly. And it seems to make those with it think of the unity differently. Just as fervently in favor of it, but differently. Knock, knock. Nicole, we were just talking about you. Nothing good, I hope. Martha doesn't have much good to say about anybody. You hear? Yeah, it sucks that you guys got caught in this. But I have to admit, I feel a little safer knowing that they're doing something. Felt like the lookers were getting closer to me every day. I've spent enough of my life gaga over people who aren't into me. <laughs> like Martha? Martha and me just like to play pretend. Much like you. Me? Since we're laying it all out, I'm guessing you're not into girls. One's on this plane of existence, anyway. Mrs. Cray. Justin, do you have a reply? Thank you for information. Your progress is promising, but not as advanced as I require. Given that, cannot reciprocate at this time. Hope earlier resistance data was useful, cannot give more. Will not use this channel of communication again. Apologies and good wishes. Let unity prevail. So it was all for nothing. I'm going to try to just forget the whole thing. Love you. Kisses when I get home. Let unity prevail. But not yet. Not until it can really be everyone. Was that one of our drivers you walked in with? I believe that's need-to-know information, civilian. But yeah, you probably saw him back in your day. You two didn't look very pally for people who just face danger together. Uh, he and I never talk much. Because when we do, it always comes around to him wanting the goods. That's Derek the driver's mistake. Looks like he's made a new friend. A guy with gas rations and new bills would have to be pretty foul to want for company. Who's the flues? Ah, that's Lorna. She worked in the commissary in my day. Kind of a perennial fuck-up. Many of you have already heard the incredible story of the courageous young women who freed themselves from captivity days ago through an amazing show of solidarity that crossed the rifts that too often divide our society. Well, we are fortunate to have several of these heroines with us here tonight. I am truly honored to welcome Lorna Gerald, Candace Majeed, and Molly Ollinger. Hi there. Thank you for listening to Immunities Season 5. We're doing something a little different this season and focusing on a beta immune, Matilda Cannon. Matilda, like many beta immunes, is mentally ill. Unlike some beta immunes, however, Matilda was traumatized before the look due to abusive family and relationships. 
A lot of this season focuses on Matilda's journal and the unhealthy ways she sees herself and others. This season was written by Jacqueline Brick, that's me, who suffers from CPTSD and other traumatic disorders. This episode covers gaslighting and trauma, as well as mentions of abuse, family estrangement, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. You do not understand, Lona, because you do not know what you have lost. And I do not know what I have lost. That awareness of what we used to be is one of the things that the look has taken from us. Why did you wait until now to say this? What possibly possessed you? I wanted a chance to tell the unaltered out there. Some of us understand. We are not all alike. We only want to find- Incredible. You sound surprised. Not at all. I kinda expected they were gonna go this route. The, look at me, I'm a poor little looker who just wants peace and harmony. And then you look at them and- Jesus, Lizzie, pay attention. Sorry, Cannon. Been meaning to get an alignment. But I can't find a good mechanic who'll do it for less than nothing. Well, just uh, try not to kill us, okay? Relax. You'll get there alive. Maybe a little dinged up, but alive. Please don't damage the package, Lizzie. We don't pay you to throw betas through windshields. Whatever you say, Nicole. Anyway, Cannon, you won't have to deal with this shit once we get you settled into 09. The looker shit, I mean. You'll be free and clear among the overlooked. And Nicole and I'll have to go back and keep doing our jobs, surrounded by those creepy robotic fucks. I gotta get some excitement into your life before you go on your extended vacation. Don't let her get to you, Matilda. Lizzie's just being a jerk because this is covert. So she didn't get the extra gas rations she was expecting for shipping a beta immune out to an overlook. You're doing important work. Tilly. What's that? Tilly. It's what my friends used to call me. Back when I had friends. Immunities. Episode 5.1. Damaged. So, welcome to 09. Home of the gayest overlooked in the state. You'll be right at home here. I mean, I assume... About me being at home, or me being queer? <laughs> oh. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll be nice. I appreciate you taking the time to move me here. Special orders from the Major. It's my pleasure. Nice to know he cares. Hey. This world changes you. Whatever Major Craig might have thought of you before the look, he cares about you now and he wants to see you safe. And so do I. You're part of the resistance, and that makes you family. My dear old Uncle Jeff hasn't considered me family for a long time. Not since I told him what my dad did to me. Okay. I won't ask. But I'm... Sorry? Everyone is. Don't be. It's not your fault, and it won't change anything. He's gone, and we have other shit to worry about. Got it. So, the gayest overlook? Scientifically proven. We've done population studies. My girlfriend would love it here. Would have, I mean. I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Had, yeah. I don't know what happened to her after the look. 
I'm sorry about that. I know it's not a perfect sapphic love nest, but here's your cottage. One bedroom, one bathroom, combined living and dining room, cute little kitchen. Bay window facing the road in case any lookers decide to drive up your way. Oh, and this is your alarm button. No bells or whistles will go off here, but it'll alert the Overlook Council that there's a looker incursion. There's one on the baseboards, too, just below it. You can kick that one. The cottage is small enough that you should be able to get to it before you pass out. Hopefully you won't need it. Super. The best part is, it's all free. No utilities, no rent, nothing. Consider it a thank you from the Overlook for being here. <laughs> well, you're probably exhausted, and I'm definitely in your way, so I'm going to let you get settled. If you need anything, Lizzie makes weekly deliveries to the Overlook, so you can let her know, and I'll try to get to it as soon as I can. Hey, Nicole. Yeah? Thanks. I have to get used to writing in a journal again. My therapist used to get on me for not keeping one consistently, said I wasn't making it a habit. My therapist is now beaming her insights into the sky from one of the Looker data centers. I'd go see her anyway, if I could, but I don't think therapy would be very helpful if I fall asleep just as each session begins. In the off chance that this notebook ends up in an archive somewhere, Oh, and I hope it won't, but you never know. People love to read the thoughts of crazies. I should probably introduce myself. My name is Matilda Cannon, but everyone calls me Tilly. Uh, correction. Called me. I get a lot of Matilda, Miss Cannon, and excuse me, ma'am, these days. It's weird. The only people who called me Matilda back when the world wasn't flooded with people with perfect diction were my family. Matilda was always when I was in trouble for something stupid I did. Not washing the dishes fast enough, or wanting to be alone, or rolling my eyes at dinner. I didn't even know what rolling my eyes meant when I was eight. I thought it meant looking around in circles, not looking up in annoyance. I still got punished for it. I didn't really get what was happening to me or why I was so angry all the time until I read my first Gillian Flynn novel, Sharp Objects. The main character, Camille, carves words into her skin so that she doesn't have to say them out loud. I think that's why she became a reporter, too. She's allowed to say certain words without repercussions from her mother, Adora. I told my therapist this when I finally got one, and she looked at me as though I was supposed to be having this big revelation. I wasn't abused, I said. Danny said I was abused. Danny knew better than I did. God, I hope Danny never reads this. Danielle Cooper was my girlfriend before the look. I didn't deserve her. I don't know why she agreed to date me in the first place. But she finally came to her senses and realized that I'm a bad person a couple of months before the world went to shit. I drink too much and get too angry. My parents ruined me. They... Anyway, 
she got fed up with me. She said she was tired of being my enemy, of me constantly being on the defensive. She was the reason I went back to therapy, so I could get her back. And then I reread Sharp Objects, and I guess it all sort of connected there. I didn't carve words into my skin, unlike Camille. I called her Millie in my head, like her little sister does. We were Tilly and Millie, two fucked-up girls, one real, one fictional, but both just trying to make things work as adults. Millie was straighter than I am, and her dad probably never told her that her bisexuality is only okay because she's a girl. If she was a boy, it would be emasculating. It sounded like a threat when he said that to me, mixed with this weird... uh, desire, almost? This idea that he might someday catch his daughter making out with a girl and make the same cartoon noises he made whenever he saw a woman in any stage of undress on the TV. Anyway, I don't have to worry about that anymore. (laughs) Dad thought the look was the second civil war, and he'd end up against the wall, standing against the hordes of communists and Mexicans. Yeah, really. He thought that since he'd gone shooting pistols with his friends and his brother in the army, he was ready to defend himself against the shrieking masses. Oh, his friends and my uncle were in the army, not him. He was just an avid listener to talk radio. Anyway, he insisted he was going to defend me and Mom from the look. Except Mom got the look, and Dad got a bullet to the face. I wasn't there to see it. I had an apartment then. This was after Danny and I broke up. I still cried. I feel like an idiot. It's not like my dad thought of me as anything other than an extension of himself anyway. I guess it... I guess it always hurts to lose someone in your life, even if that someone kicked your ass and then cried to you afterwards because he felt guilty about it. Hmm. Where was I? Jillian Flynn, right. Jilly and Millie and Tilly. (laughs) So the weird thing about Flynn's heroines is that they've been hurt. Their parents poisoned them or arranged a suicide pact. I'm not really sure about Amy Dunn, the gone girl, but then again, no one is. I guess that's kind of the point. Camille Preaker was hurt, but she tries to keep going anyway. She doesn't have a therapist, but she was in the psych wards for a bit. It's that hurt that she carries inside her, that darkness. No one wants to hear about it, but she has to find a way to get it out. I loved Camille Preaker, Millie. I wanted to take care of her and prevent her from being hurt in the same way I was hurt. I told Derek about it at the time. Uh, That's Derek Holroyd, a friend of mine. I don't know where he is now, but I hope he's doing okay. Anyway, he laughed and said he didn't get it. Camille was obviously a loony and a mean-ass, selfish bitch to boot. Why would I want to take care of her? I didn't talk to him for a week after that. He didn't get it. I shouldn't have expected him to get it. He had good parents and went to a private school when we were growing up. 
asshole. Still, I hope he's okay. We weren't in the same place when the look hit. I keep thinking about all the people I was friends with before the look, and how many of them are lookers now. I can't talk to them without falling asleep. I can't be supported by anyone without... Well, no. By anyone, really. I'm not part of the unity, and I'm not important to the resistance. Just gotta be here for myself. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to be. But I'm a mean-ass selfish bitch and a loony to boot. Who would want to protect me? What the hell? Shit. Um... What's the password? You never have a password, Tilly. What the f- Danny? Danny. Hi, Tilly. Danny, it's you. It is. M may I come in? Uh, yeah. Sure. Make yourself at home. Thank you. What's, uh, um, what's up? What brings you by? They told me you were here. I decided to stop by and say hello. Who's they? Friends. And when they told you, you just decided to stop by? No. That was a lie. Uh, okay. I wanted to say that I am sorry about how things ended. Before the look. I was... afraid. I thought you would break me. I realize now that you were the one who was broken. All I had to fear from you were jagged edges, not malice. I am honestly, genuinely very sorry. I would like to talk about it sometime. It does not have to be now, or ever, if you are not interested. But I needed to tell you. God. Danny, you don't have to apologize. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start crying. I don't need an apology. I'm sorry. But you do. Everyone deserves to be loved and supported. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like an idiot. Uh, can I get you something to drink? Water would be fine. Stupid pipes. There you go. First glass of water in my new house. That's got to be something to celebrate, right? Indeed. It looks like they left an entire set of cups and dishware. It's super nice of them. No dishwasher, though. I, I guess I'll have to complain to the Major. Is Major Craig... The one who provided you with this charming home? Yeah. Good old Uncle Jeff. I admit, I am surprised to hear that you are still in contact with your uncle. I thought he turned his back on you. Yeah, well, he got in touch again after the look. Really? Yeah. We are all the resistance. 
even our fucked up crazy nieces. I'm sorry, Tilly. Truly. You should not have had to deal with that. Well, I did, and I can't really change it. <sighs> I'm sorry, Danny. It's been a long day. You kind of caught me in the middle of journaling. I've started a journal again. Dr. Rook asked me to, but you're not allowed to look at it. Doctor's orders. I I'm not supposed to show it to anyone. I understand. Would you like to lay down? I think that's a good idea. Sorry to leave you hanging, Dan, but I'm glad you came by. Tilly. Yeah? Can I hold you until you fall asleep? Sure. That would be nice. Whatever you want. Let me get you a blanket. This is Danielle Cooper. I am on the outskirts of Overlook 9. I would appreciate someone putting me in touch with Governor Brenda Lee. Governor Lee is on her way home right now. This is her secretary, Rebecca Bradshaw. How can I help you, Miss Cooper? It is important. I need to talk to her right away. I'm afraid that is not possible. However, I am authorized to take messages in her absence. I will ask you again, how can I help you, Miss Cooper? It is of a very sensitive nature. Well, then it is good that I do not plan on sharing it with anyone other than the governor. Will you leave a message, or shall I disconnect? I will leave a message. Good. Good. What shall I tell Governor Lee? I am spending the night at the house of an unaltered woman, Matilda Cannon. She let me in of her own free will. Matilda Cannon knows Derek Holroyd. Oh. Oh. I see. I see. Are you safe? Yes. Yes. Matilda and I were romantic partners several months before the look, so she trusts me. And she and is in she an is area an controlled, area by, controlled fellow by fellow altered? altered. That is, that not, is important. not important. What is important, what is, important is that I have made contact, contact and will and update will the update governor the when, I have, when I have more. Hmm. Miss Cooper, Cooper, are you in the overlook itself? Will you give my message to the governor, please? Miss Cooper, please just tell the governor I will update her when I can. See that you, See do. That you do. Remember, Remember that this, that this is about is Derek Holroyd, Miss Cooper, Cooper, not, not the, unaltered the unaltered in general. In general. Do, not do not overstep any bounds, bounds while searching, while searching for, him. for him. We need we to be need better, to be better than, than, he is. than he is. I will try, I will my, try best. my best. That is that all, is we, can all we can ask. Thank you, Miss Cooper. Cooper. Have a good night. Let unity prevail. Let unity prevail. Find Derek Holroyd, Tilly. Find him and show me where he is. We need him. He must be punished. He must be brought to justice. He hurt us. He must pay. He must pay. Never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. People always start long before you really, really see them. A child weaned on poison takes harm as a comfort. Do not be that child. Be the hero. Find Derek Holroyd. Find him.
So, Danny came by last week, and then again three days ago, this time with sandwiches and lemonade. Like something out of a Harlequin novel, but queer. <laughs> we had a picnic out back. I could say my backyard, but it's not really mine. It's just a stretch of brush and grass. I fell asleep in the sun like a cat. <laughs> Danny played with my hair and let me sleep. I had dreams about Danny. I guess that's not surprising. She's suddenly back in my life again, so it makes sense that my brain would turn her into a subject. Weird dreams, though. They're so peaceful, and then they just turn dark. And Danny screams something I can't remember. Is this what they call the dream? I don't think I've ever had it until now. Just nightmares of my dad with a busted head and the usual bullshit your brain puts out when you're too tired to think straight. I guess it was going to come sooner or later. I went into town yesterday. It's not much, just a little Main Street USA that had to grow really quickly to accommodate all the overlooked. And me. Oh, and I guess the train line. It was the weirdest thing hearing a train again after almost six months. I guess the lookers still use them for big long-haul deliveries. Trains are more eco-friendly than cars anyway. I remember hearing that somewhere. Uh, less than 3% of all emissions came from trains. <laughs> God, I sound like a looker. While we're on the subject, cars and trucks seem to be for special deliveries. Medicine, paychecks, and people. And us on the edge, watching them come and go. I'm not the only one. There's apparently a couple dozen beta immunes here on the outskirts. It's our duty to the resistance to be lookouts. I guess I can't complain too much. Well, that's not true. I could complain for days. But <laughs> what I won't complain about is the fact that I get a house with running water, electricity, and food vouchers for free. I have to wash my own dishes, but it's not like I'm on the streets. I guess there are some benefits to being fucking crazy sometimes. No, not crazy. Dr. Rook always said I shouldn't call myself crazy. That trauma isn't an integral part of my personality, but something I have to learn to live with. It's not crazy if it really happened to you. I'm not crazy for always turning when I hear something behind me. Because of the one day I didn't, and my mom pushed me down over the sink and emptied a full watering can over my head because I didn't acknowledge her fast enough. It's not crazy that I don't really trust people who are parents because of my experience with the title. It's not crazy. But it's really easy to feel crazy. Especially when people keep telling you you're wrong and misinterpreting shit. Uncle Jeff never wanted to believe it. He used to be my favorite. He gave me all the best presents at Christmas and sometimes took me for rides on his ATV when he was home from the army. He liked baking. <laughs> he wasn't always good at it, but we would try to make things and laugh like crazy when they came out wrong. Dad didn't like that. He always wanted to be Uncle Jeff. They had huge fights at Thanksgiving sometimes about... Nothing, really. Who had the better life? Uncle Jeff with no kids, or my dad with me? 
after I told Uncle Jeff about the watering can and the slapping and the making me stand with my nose pressed to a mirror until my parents felt I was contrite, all while they were yelling, of course. I'm pretty sure he felt vindicated that he had the better life. He didn't have the crazy daughter. I guess he was right. Uncle Jeff is now leading a major wing of the resistance, whatever the hell that means. And my dad is... dead. Feels so weird to say that. I still feel like he's going to creep up behind me and yell at me for being lazy when I decide to stay in my new house instead of going out into the overlook. Ungrateful. That's what he'd call me. Ungrateful and lazy. He's probably not wrong, either. I snapped at Nicole and Lizzie when they brought me here, and I haven't gone out and gotten a job or anything. Of course, I don't technically have to. <laughs> My job is here, being a watchdog, all because they said I was beta immune and I have that power, being able to fall asleep when there's danger around. I guess it works. I haven't had anything go wrong so far. And my girlfriend is... Now my girlfriend again, I guess? I'm not actually sure. Maybe I should ask her at some point. I probably should. I even made a new friend. <laughs> Nicole stopped by again a couple of days ago. The day after Danny did, actually. We went into town and got drinks, and she introduced me to Jim. He doesn't swing my way, but that's kind of a relief. We bonded over being new, and he suggested coming to visit me sometime. I said I should probably come visit him, since Nicole said he's not immune. Jim seems really nice. Not like some of the other resistance people I've met. But then again, most of them are primary immunes. Maybe it's something in the way the brain processes that makes someone immune. Maybe it's not genetic. Maybe you just have to have a certain amount of fucked up not to become a looker. What the hell do I know? I'm not a neurologist. Maybe it really is just crazy random happenstance. I wonder if Derek would know. He was in medical school before the look. I wonder if I'd fall asleep before he told me. I hope not. Actually, I wonder if Jim would know. Hey, girl. Hey, yourself, Jim. How are you settling in? Well, it's different. Not in a bad way. I'm just not used to being around so many other people. Especially other people who get it. Get me. I'll drink to that. So, they have you doing anything new? Anything important for the resistance? Nah. Ever since the thing with the mole... I've been taking my early retirement one day at a time. I actually wanted to ask you a question about that. Well, there's not much I can tell you. The mole thing and Shelly are need-to-know only. I mean, not about the mole, and not really about Shelly, unless she's important, except kind of. Then I can't really tell you about Shelly, except kind of. How much do you know about Shelly's home life, or any of the other lookers, before the look? Did she tell you? That's classified. Come on, super spy. I won't tell anyone. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you're the spy. What? 
Did the Major send you to check up on me? No. I... I wanted to know if you knew anything about immunity. I don't really care about Shelly. I mean, yeah. There's alphas, there are... No, not like that. Do you know who becomes an immune, and how, or why? I wish I did. I'd give myself immunity if I could. It's a pain in the ass working for the Resistance, but being stuck in the overlooks. I feel that. I heard there was a guy doing experiments, though. Some nut job with aspirations of being the next Cameron Hooker. Ugh, is Cameron Hooker the guy who kept women in boxes? Just the one woman, yeah. This guy kept at least four. He's all over the news. The one Carrie Cray was talking about, with the looker woman? Yeah. They say he's part of the resistance, but I'm not sure I believe that. We wouldn't do shit like that. Questionable shit, but not shit like that. They found an entire operating theater under his house. Plastic sheeting all over the walls, completely soundproof. Creepy medical slash serial killer shit. People always start long before you really, really see them. What? Uh, Jim, what was his name? Derek, I think. Derek something. Maybe Derek Holyoke? Find Derek Holroyd. Derek Holroyd? I know, I know, I knew him. Jesus, Tilly, inside voice. I can hear you fine. S sorry Are you okay? Maybe we should get you home. Yeah, let, let's do that. Sorry about yelling. Hey, you just figured out you knew the most hunted man in America. I'd yell too. Come on, let's go outside. Yeah, I could use some air. She knows. What? Who knows what? Tilly knows what Derek did. She has put it together, as I knew she would. And you know this how? Some betas interact with the Unity, subconsciously, and I felt Tilly do it just now. And I knew that it would happen, too. I heard about Beta Primes, but catching signals off of one seems like a long shot. Not for Tilly and me. We are connected. We are... we are meant for each other. Maybe that's why I'm an Alpha instead of a Looker. I can't swallow the mystical shit. Second thoughts about helping me, Martha? As I recall, you volunteered for this. Are you planning to ghost me like you did to Carrie Cray? It killed me to let her down. But helping her fight a war no one could win was obviously pointless. And me? What Derek did to those women was beyond the war. And I saw him right before it happened, picking up the barfly that saved them all, while I was off sipping my regrets. Me being there couldn't be a coincidence. It was a message that I had to do something. I know diplomatically that I should keep this opinion to myself, but what you describe sounds like precisely the mystical excrement you expressed distaste for earlier. You're right. It is good to hear you be No, so I mean you should have kept that to yourself. Let's wait quietly. We will not be waiting long. A pivotal moment is coming. I can feel it. Ugh, Jesus! You've been listening to Immunities, Episode 5.1, 
Damaged, written by Jacqueline Brick, with direction and additional dialogue by Bob J. Kester. It featured, in order of appearance, Audrey Gladson as Lizzie, Song Marshall as Tilly, Courtney Abbott as Nicole, Teresa Echeveste as Danny, Lauren Miller as Rebecca Bradshaw, Eric Simon as Jim Loretto, and Alex Molnar as Martha Waters. Lisa Cohen assisted in development and production. Music supervision is by Bob J. Kester. What songs did we have this time, Bob? Well, Jax, our theme music, as always, is Moving On by the great R. Sonor. The episode also featured The Subdued Inferno and Efter Deningen, also by R. Sonor, whose music can be found at archive.org. We also had Ghost by Forget the Whale, and we're listening to the instrumental version of that now. Everyone can find their music on SoundCloud. Back to you. Special effects are from the freesound.org collection. Other development assistance was provided by Evanston's Firehouse Grill, Backstage, Perform Inc., and Dueling Genre Productions, makers of many fine pop culture and audio drama podcasts. Immunities continues thanks to our Kickstarter backers. The Immunities series image is Conformity by Fran Fran. That's all one word, F-R-A-U-N, F-R-A-U-N. You can find more of her work on Instagram. The episode image is Woman Holding Her Face in Dark Room Photo by Melanie Wasser. You can find other artwork by her at unsplash.com. For more information, including a glossary of terms and a list of the sound effects used, check out our website at immunitiesdrama.com. While you're there, you could order a t-shirt or send us a small donation using PayPal. Immunities is copyright 2017 by Bob J. Kester, all rights reserved. This is Jacqueline Brick. We hope you join us next week for episode 5.2 on sound. Until then, we hope that you review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter as Immunities Drama, or on Facebook as Immunities. Reviews and social media mentions are great ways to help others find the podcast, and we love hearing from you. Thanks, and have a good one. Dueling Genre